When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. USA! 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 Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot, I forgot what podcast... We were doing here. Ah, I'm caught up in the moment, but I'm excited. Of course, thank you guys for joining us. This is the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. I am your mayor of USA, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. This guy over here is your vice mayor of America, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. We're here to talk about a real sport, Derek. Wow. Uh, I don't know how else to say Jesse, that. Jesse, you're canceled. Get out. Get out. Go get Sean. Tell him to come in here because it's his time. Uh, of course, I we, can't be the only one who thinks that. Like, I know it's not all of our listeners, but I know there's a few of you out there who agree with me. We're like, yeah, soccer, like, and so not what? a real sport. So what? You want to be wrong with those people? You want to find the few people that are also wrong with you? I want to find the people that agree with oh, me because man, it's, it's me objectively, you. it's just objectively the the right uh, the right call in this situation. I don't know what but, to say there. I'm. I he's going to say this on World Cup Day of all days. I how dare you? But of people course, are just entirely too excited uh, today, Derek. It and doesn't I don't matter what why. sport you. <laughs> <laughs> feel is a sport this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings sportsbook app america's top rated sportsbook app uh and uh, hello uh welcome in your first uh, comment is guys a clown i think is it me which one of us is a clown <laughs> i hope it's jesse but i understand it being me uh we have baseball stuff to talk about of course that's what we do on this show uh and of course the mlb hot stove might have gotten a little hotter Maybe not, maybe not hotter, maybe just more crowded, like on Thanksgiving when you have too many pots and pans on your, you, you know, four or five uh, hot stove uh, top. But, of course, uh, we have information now. Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers, as we thought would happen. Uh, Brian Anderson, Luke Voigt, Ramiel Tapia. Uh, and uh, we're among the 83 players who became free agents on Friday as they were non-tendered contracts from their team. Uh, the D-backs did tender a contract to Cole uh, Sulcer, but did not tender a contract uh, to our friend Reyes Moranta, which hurts my soul deeply. <laughs> I'm very sad about that. Gabriel says SMH. Jesse is going to make me get rid of my subscription. With See, look what, <laughs> look what you're doing. Look what you're doing. It's not a subscription, Gabriel. You're uh, a diehard. You're a diehard. Remember that. Yeah, you're, you're uh, diehard for life, Gabriel. You're right, in for life. Right. Uh, Cody Bellinger is no longer a Dodger. Interesting. Weird. Uh, the yeah. guy, the guy was the NL MVP three years ago, 2019, correct. 2019. Yes. So, uh, life comes at you fast it does. In, in this it sport. It's fast. Uh, but I guess, I mean, a lot of this is because he was the NL MVP. I mean, it sets such a bar, such a high bar for him, uh, in terms of his salary. Correct. Um, 
And and because of that, I mean, in arbitration, he would have made almost $20 million. And understandably, the Dodgers weren't going to give that kind of money uh, to a guy who struck out 150, to- 150 times and had a 654 OPS last year. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, no, no real surprises here. I think he's going to get a decent amount of money, though, just because of just because of like the name credibility that he has and the raw talent that people know that he has more money, and the fact more money than he deserves is what you're probably saying. Okay. probably and the fact that like every team is is probably talking with Cody Bellinger's agent at least on some level um, because because he's out there and he's a guy who who's still only 27 years old you feel like he's probably fixable on some level maybe he can't get back to his 2019 self but everybody knows that there's still you know an above average major leaguer in there somewhere and I think um it's not surprising at all that there's been as much interest as there's been so far Bellinger reminds me a bit of like Jake Lamb and a couple of other guys that we've had on our team at, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. That can't were, hit lefties. That can't hit lefties, yes. <laughs> that's part of it, yes. Uh, but also just had that one shining season. And then by comparison, all other yeah. seasons were mediocre to bad. Like when you look at his 2021 season, he did not play a lot, but he hit 165. He was good before the NL MVP year, right? Yeah. He was the rookie of the year in yeah, 17. He was. He was, he was good. He wasn't he was. great. He was good in 18. But he played all 120. He played all 162 games yeah. in uh, 2018. But I think the thing there is that when you look at his last three seasons since the MVP, uh, he has not been very good. No. And I mean, again, I think the Dodgers are a team that are trying to compete at the highest level. We've seen them part ways with guys that have even contributed to their team quite a bit. So it's not a surprise that they're willing to cut ties with Bellinger, even though he had that one amazing season, or like like Jesse said, a couple amazing seasons yeah. uh, with the Dodgers for sure. Rookie of the Year and National and National League MVP. Those aren't things that you know you 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 don't really earn, right? But you need to really be convinced that like a guy doesn't have that in him anymore in order to really like very true like when a guy does what he did you're gonna have a long leash i guess is what i'm trying to say um which the dodgers did i mean cody bellinger's had 900 plate appearances the last two years it's not like they haven't played the guy and in those 900 plate appearances he's hitting 193 with a 256 on base percentage a 355 slugging percentage those just aren't numbers yeah. that you're, I mean, 900 plate appearances, that's a big sample size at that point. I think a change of scenery would probably do him a lot of good at this point. And that's what we're hoping with Kyle Lewis from the Seattle Mariners. Obviously, yeah. we know he went through the injuries that he went through, but it's a similar situation where a guy just a few years ago was one of the best in baseball, one of the best in their league. He was the rookie of the year for the American League, and now here he is being traded yeah. for, you know, to the Diamondbacks. And, and I'm not going to say Cooper Hummel's nothing. You know, Cooper Hummel is a quality player, and he plays a couple of different positions and can most likely give a team quite a bit of depth, but just definitely not the kind of player we would think Kyle Lewis would be traded for considering what he once was for the Mariners. Yeah, yeah. I do have to say the more that I've, you know, talked to people and just listened to more things from uh, from the Seattle side of, of this move, I was listening to some of their local talk radio shows over the weekend, just seeing kind of what their local take on this move was. It seems like nobody's really that surprised in mm. Seattle, interestingly, yeah. um, which I know from the Diamondbacks standpoint, it was easy to be like, oh, my gosh, the Diamondbacks just traded Cooper Hummel for a guy who was the rookie of the year two years ago. Sure. Um, but from from the Mariners side, something we didn't talk about on Friday that I think is important to mention is that 
there was a little bit of tension between Kyle Lewis and the Mariners organization at large. Um, he was not particularly happy about being sent down toward the end of last season. He spent like the last two months of the year with AAA Tacoma. Um, and apparently there was one article I found from the Seattle Times uh, that said that Kyle Lewis was stunned when it happened. He was he was mm. struggling. Granted, his numbers were not good. But I think given the the track record that he built there, he felt that he would have a longer leash than what he was given last year. He only played 18 games in the big leagues for the Mariners last season, but they didn't like what they were seeing and they decided to have him finish the year in AAA. And from what I can tell after that happened, there was quite a bit of expectation on the Mariners side that this relationship isn't going to work anymore. This guy is going to get dealt somewhere else. Some people maybe thought they would get a little bit more in return for him, um, but it's hard to really peg much value on a guy who's been through all of the injuries that he has and his most recent performance isn't really all that great. So um, so it was interesting just hearing what they all had to say. Were there any Were there any of the releases, the non-tendered contracts, I guess I should say, that either surprised you or you think mm. the Diamondbacks might be interested in. It's a little difficult to say because I, I did see that, you know, kind of when you looked at the deadline, a lot of the relief pitching uh, that we might be interested in kind of got gobbled up at, at, at the deadline. Not gobbled up, but contracts were tendered and not they weren't yeah. non-tendered, right? So uh, the, the market didn't have as many relief pitchers uh, as we wanted to see. And I also think that that could be a bit telling in regards to uh, how the free agent market might be for relief pitching, especially when we see how expensive some of it has already yeah. been. Yeah, relievers have been pretty expensive so far. Uh, as far as the the guys that were non-tendered, nothing super shocking. Um, Alex Reyes is an interesting possibility for the D-backs, sure. I think. Um, he had a, a shoulder surgery last year, um, so he didn't pitch at all in 2020, at least not in the big leagues. Um, but he has, I mean, there's some pedigree there. Alex Reyes at one point was a pretty big name, like back end reliever for yeah, the Cardinals. For sure. So, uh, I think there's some, there's some potential there for the D backs to maybe buy low on him. Um, and that's, that's what they like to do, right? That they tend yeah. to like to come in when guys are in that position in their career. It's the reason why Kyle Lewis, I think it was appealing to them. They're, they're willing to make that, take that chance because yeah. right now. They're they're looking for anybody to fill some of these. Have gaps the D backs ever like like when was the last time the D backs bought like high on someone? Like mm. they paid like Madison Bumgarner. But Madison Bumgarner took a significant pay cut to come here. Like, I mean, they did buy high in a sense because his value was still really high at that point and it mm. was higher than it probably should have been. But I mean, he only took eighty five million to come here, and it sounds like at least the reports at the time were that Madison Bumgarner really wanted to be in Arizona and was like taking a pay cut because of it. So I don't are, know. are you not going to say that Yasmani Tomas is a buying high situation? That's fair. That's, that I not? just said when was the last time. So that's a that's a valid answer to that question. You could I think uh, Starling Marte is probably someone you could make sure. a case they bought yeah. high on when they got him from Pittsburgh. Yeah. They they Cranky. gave up some pretty good yeah two hundred six million dollars coming off the best year of his career. I guess they bought high there too. Uh, yeah, these are all good answers to my question. <laughs> thank, thank you, Derek. <laughs> well, speaking of free agency and pitching, of course, MLB.com uh, would like nothing more than the pair of the Arizona Diamondbacks with a, a new, better relief pitcher. Uh, they had an article out that paired an ideal free agent with each of the 30 Major League Baseball teams, and the Diamondbacks were paired with Trevor Williams from the New York Mets, uh, who posted a 2.47 ERA and 21 relief appearances for the Mets, in 2022, striking out more than a batter per inning 
in the 51 innings pitched. Uh, so yeah. a guy who was a converted relief pitcher uh, who really – or not converted, but who really came on strong for the Mets there uh, in, the, in you know, the, the, the end of the season. Yeah, I'm looking at his splits right now. He made nine starts last year for the Mets, and then he also had the 21 uh, relief appearances. He was sort of like a long reliever for them, uh, 21 innings in uh, or 21 games he pitched out of the bullpen mm-hmm. and he threw 51 innings so yep. he was averaging like multiple innings uh per appearance there um his strikeout numbers went up significantly yeah, as a out of the bullpen yeah 55 strikeouts in 51 innings uh he was like kind of okay as a starter i guess he only pitched about four innings per start but he had a 4.19 era yeah. so but doesn't um, have, doesn't have fantastic numbers but somebody that definitely has shown especially last season an ability to be very strong out of the bullpen. And I, I, I like that because I don't don't know what kind of contract he would command, but I feel like it might be in the price range of the Diamondbacks. So yeah. MLB was kind of – they were a little bit more low-key and realistic with the Diamondbacks. I feel like it was one of the few times where I felt like they actually understood the organization when writing an article <laughs> about them. Uh, meanwhile, they had Aaron Judge going to the Dodgers, and of course they did. Of course, so, of course they did. Uh, but yeah. Trevor Williams is like a big name. I mean, he – Back in 2018, Trevor Williams went 14 and 10 for the with Pirates. Three one one ERA for the Pirates. Yeah, he was yeah. really good for the Pirates. At yeah, in his career for sure. I think those days are are sort of behind him, and now he's kind of transitioned into being more of a long relief type. But yeah, I we'll mean, I could it. I could see that I could see that being a possible fit for sure. Diamondbacks will take anything that they can get right now when it comes to relief pitching. But um, when it comes to infielding, I think we're good. So uh, just real quick. We're not going to be answering any phone calls from Esdrubal Cabrera anytime soon. <laughs> uh, we're not going to. We're, we're not going to. They need let a this, third baseman, though. They Derek, do need a third arguably. baseman. So, I mean, yeah, let's let's take this moment to go ahead and spy on our exes real fast with a little segment we call "Spying on Our Exes," uh, and not in a good way, uh, because I don't know. Of course, you guys remember Esdrubal <laughs> Cabrera, uh, former Arizona Diamondback, who is now playing in the Venezuelan Winter League, uh, and the other day made. Was a trending topic on Twitter for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Leah, you want to play that video? Let's take a look at what happened here. Um, now, to give you an update, the player that is about to do an incredible bat flip and just wa- slow walking his home run, his dinger off, uh, that was his third home run of the day. Uh, the pitcher wasn't having of it, and neither was as Drubal Cabrera, who came with one hell of a clothesline. In pro wrestling, that is a solid clothesline. Um, he hit the man so hard. Look at this poor. Look at this dude. This man is he's he's crushed. And uh, yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of talk about his Drupal Cabrera never playing baseball again after that. A little bit, little bit excessive, yeah. little, little excessive violence, a little uh, unnecessary roughness there. A little, a uh, little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah, he didn't. For those of you joining us on audio. Uh, you should definitely go look yeah, up this video. It shouldn't video. be very difficult for right. you to find. Um, but yeah, he didn't slap the guy. Like he didn't. He did not gingerly tap him with a no, baseball bat no. like I like I did you when you were dressed up as a pinata that Correct. one time. Uh, he absolutely clocked this man uh, to the ground, and uh, it's unlike anything that I've ever seen. Like at least in recent history, yeah. on a baseball field, like you see guys throwing punches and whatnot. But this was like. Like there was some serious force yeah. behind uh, this uh, this motion and, from his Drupal Cabrera, and so. the runner was completely taken off guard too. Like that's the most surprising part. <laughs> you usually have a wide range of vision, a wide field of vision as a as you're running down the first base, and apparently Cabrera came just from a side that he wasn't he wasn't looking from because he did not see that hit coming. But 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I like his moxie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like the fight. I like the dog in the fight. But anyway, uh, I'll tell you what's going on right now. Is you guys are missing it if you're not there, uh, and I apologize if you're missing out on it. You're but not missing anything. There is a tremendous. <laughs> there is a tremendous time happening down at Four Peaks Brewery Company, Eighth no, Street. Four Club. Peaks. You should, yeah, you should. It go is over incredible. There. Over there. Right now, they are hosting our U.S. versus Wales match, and it is lit. It is fire. It is electric in that building. So shout out to everybody down there. They are enjoying beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances. Don't miss the next time we do it. It's a fun time. You can check it out on the PHNX Tomorrow Sports. morning, 8 a.m. That's right. Tomorrow oh, yeah. Mexico. Tomorrow's the, match tomorrow's the right. breakfast buffet. Tomorrow's yep. the breakfast buffet. With, rising, with the rise, with rising head coach. I said the rising. Oh, the rising. Right. right. Not Let's the go. rising. Yeah, just go, the there, rising. go there for the food. Go there for the beer. The guest appearances. Go there for the guest appearances. He's trying to leave out the football. Don't he's go there. Don't the go little, there for the soccer. Come on. Don't go there oh, he's a bad person. But again, $3 kilt lifter and wild wheat specials. U.S. and Mexico, uh, of course, going at it. Uh, and hopefully, U.S. can do some big things. They are still up by – I can't give you updates. I'm not allowed to give you updates. They're up by one goal. I'm allowed to say that. You're up by one goal. There you go. <laughs> uh, but check that out. Make sure not to miss it. And, of course, uh, got to be 21 or over to enjoy the beer from Four Peaks. And enjoy responsibly. Uh, we do this thing. I know it's World Cup season. I know we got stuff going on. But until we get back to that game, uh, we do this thing around here because every week on this show is Shark Week. Every day on this show is Earth Day. And every Monday, we go to the mailbag. Leah, let's go. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. Love Mailbag Monday. Let's get to it. What's our first question? First question comes from Luke, Yorkshire Luke X uh, on Twitter, and he asks, would you like to see Bellinger come to the D-bags? Of course, this is going to be a question. Of course, right? this is a question. <laughs> uh, and of course, the answer is no. Moving on. Next question. You don't want no, another. No, you don't no. want another left-handed hitting outfielder, Derek. No, is that what no, you're saying? No. I mean, he's I a great it. defender, though. He, he plays was, center field. He was born in Scottsdale, Arizona. He's of our... He's of our soil. I get it, but no, we don't want him. Hard pass. We got we got plenty of those. <laughs> He's we, just gonna we get got Cody paid. Bellinger at home. He's gonna get paid a lot of money, like I said before. Not not twenty million, but more than what. I think he's probably worth Correct. at least. Um, and yeah, the D-backs, they, don't need, they do not need a left-handed they don't outfielder. Need they don't <laughs> so need I think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. Diamondbacks UK asks, if one of the lefty outfielders has to go into trade for a bullpen help, et cetera, who would you be most okay with seeing leave? Mm. I hate this question. I'm going to make you start on this This question one. is like, which kid is your favorite and which kid <laughs> is your least favorite? Um, yeah, it's not which kid is your favorite. It's no, only which kid is your least favorite. It's That's which what kid it is. is. I, I'm, I'm going to shockingly say Alec Thomas. Interesting. For me, Interesting. I feel like Dalton Varsho has... Uh, just a lot more to offer, I feel like. I feel like he is more versatile, and honestly, I think I've seen uh, him in the outfield play great no matter where he's played. So I, I, it comes down to Alec Thomas or Dalton Varsho for me, if if you're asking, and I really hate that idea. So, Do you hate it as much as the fact that you didn't mute your computer before the no, show started? And it's that, the worst because okay. it's, it's a text and it's I Leah, sent. And it's Leah texting <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else knows not to bother me at yeah, one o'clock. Except Leo. There we go. Uh, yeah, this is tough. This is a tough question. We've touched on it a little bit in the past. Um, I think I would go with Jake McCarthy, um, which I've I know I, I've taken some flack on the in the in the past for for mentioning his name as a possible trade candidate. 
But I think there's, I have some good backing for this. Um, at least I think you'll have to, I guess you'd be the judge of that. You can trade Corbin Carroll, right? No, you just can't. can't. I think we can all agree on that. Um, Dalton Varsho has a higher ceiling than Jake McCarthy does in my mind. Dalton Varsho in 2022 graded out as the best outfield defender in baseball. Literally the best outfield defender in baseball. If Dalton Varsho gets up to like an 800, like 850 OPS even, he's a superstar. I mean, he is like a near elite baseball baseball player. Apparently my voice is cracking now. Um <laughs> That's what happens when they're playing soccer outside. That's that's your um, karma for hating on soccer. I don't think so. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, like if Dalton Varsho puts up an 850 OPS, figures some things out offensively, which I think he could do, mm -hmm. right? I mean, he hit almost 30 home runs last year. Then, I mean, he's a he's a basically an elite baseball player. And I think you're taking a pretty sizable risk by trading him somewhere and knowing that that very well could happen. Jake McCarthy, also a great player, right? And, I, and in, in part, that's why I would pick him, because I think he has tons of trade value after the year that he just had, right? But you know that his prospect pedigree was not what it was for those other guys, right? There's there's a reason that scouts have, um, you know, not necessarily always thought that Jake McCarthy would be the player that he was this last year. Um, and I think also, if you look a little bit closer at some of the stats, um, there's some evidence to suggest that Jake McCarthy overperformed a little bit, Um if you look at his weighted on base average, which is basically like it's like an all encompassing offense stat that um, is scaled to on base percentages. So you basically read it as an on base percentage. Um, his ex Woba, his expected Woba from this last year was 298, which if you think about a 298 on base percentage, that's not very good. Right. No. Um, so and, and his actual Woba, I don't have it in front of me. It was like 340 or 330 or something. It was very good. Um, so I think there's a sizable disparity between the performance the D-backs got from him last year and at least what the expected stats say. Uh, that's not to say it was all a fluke or anything. I, I don't believe that. But that combined with the fact that Jake McCarthy is not the elite defender that Dalton Varsho is, that Alec Thomas is, that Corbin Carroll is, I just think it's less, there's less risk there. Like he very well could go somewhere else and be a great player. I think that's likely. But you can get a great player back for him. Um, yeah. whereas Varsho, there's a lot of risk there. Carol, like I said, you can't trade. And then Alec Thomas, uh, I agree with you could be, you know, a decent trade candidate as well. But again, you're trading him at basically his lowest point after the season he just had. That's so valid. that's, so, that's, that's probably the most valid thing you've said as far as <laughs> that's the only, uh, no. the only reasonable thing. No, no. I mean, <laughs> you're right. Everything you said about Jake McCarthy is correct. And there's a very good chance that we could see Jake McCarthy regress now that people have seen him a lot. Yeah. He's had a lot of at bats and maybe he comes back down to earth just to play more like he's predicted to play right but regardless of that there's not a very good chance that he's going to play better than we've seen him maybe he does but he could he's, yeah he's i don't want to say he couldn't he's played very well right now right so it it, it it of anything i think the idea of of selling high is probably the best idea there so yeah all right what else we got liam uh Brian Lefevre, who likes my uh, hops hat in the comments, uh, he says, I hate playing Twitter GM and thinking either Sean Murphy or Gabriel Moreno are actual options for the D-backs, but do you think there's a small chance uh, that one of them could be had in a trade that doesn't involve Dal Dalton Varsho? I, I think they could. I think that uh, the Blue Jays have a bevy of catchers, uh, very talented yeah, catchers. Yeah, talking about Moreno. Yeah. yeah, talking about Gabriel Moreno. 
I don't know if they would be so quick to part ways with him, but I could see them I, I could see them being very tantalized by not just Dalton Varsho, but potentially any of the Diamondbacks outfield uh, outfielders that are currently playing at a major league level. Uh, same thing with Sean Murphy. I just I don't know if the Diamondbacks are necessarily uh, in the market for a that starting level catcher, of a catcher, right? Yeah. yeah, somebody that's going to replace uh, Dal- uh, Carson or or make Carson the backup. Right. Yeah. It sounds like at least what Mike Hazen has said is that. It seems like it's more likely the D-backs go after a backup than that they go after a starter as far as as far as catcher is concerned. But if you're thinking about like if you are trading one of these one of these big name outfielders, you know, what position are you targeting in return? I guess catcher would make sense as being one of the positions that you would maybe look for. Um, Moreno is is a compelling prospect. I mean, the guy is 22 years old. Um, Anytime you have a catcher hit the big leagues at 22, um, you kind of know that there's something there just because. Uh, it's really hard. Like catchers don't tend to make the big leagues as early as other guys do. There's just right. a lot more things that they have to figure out. Um, Adley Rushman is 24, right, uh, coming off the year that he just had in his rookie season. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot to like there. I mean, I think he's, I think he's a solid defender. Uh, the hit tool seems to be legit. He at 319 this last year um, in his first 25 games in the big league. So, uh, I think he would he would command a king's ransom in a trade. Uh, you could find a way to do it without Varsho, probably, but then you're—I mean, you're not trading Zach Gallen, right? I mean, you're—you would have to package right. like several other guys. Like, if Varsho's off limits, if Gallen's off limits, if Corbin Carroll's off limits, if Jordan Lawler's off limits, which I'm assuming uh, that Brian probably in his head has those those guys as not being in this deal, it would be hard to pull off. Um, not impossible, but hard to pull off. And I don't know if the D-backs are looking for a starting catcher anyway. All right. Yeah, there we go. Sean Murphy's also very good. Sean Murphy's is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I would love, I would love to have any of these guys. But like you said, yeah. I mean, Carson Kelly's been extended, and I think that they're still looking for a healthy Carson Kelly to be what they've seen flashes of at times. And I think he yeah. could get back to that point. So I wouldn't be ready as an organization to move on from him yet. Yeah, Carson Kelly. I mean, yeah, they they just tendered him a contract, which they were probably going to do no matter what. But Carson Kelly has this this interesting like every other year thing going on right now. Uh, like he was great in 2019, wasn't good in 2020, great in 2021, not so great in 2022. So 2023 is going to be a great there year for him, right? There That's how it works. That's how it works. That's how the numbers work. <laughs> what else we got, Leah? Question, uh, I don't know where are we at. This is from Gabriel at Boldest Bronze on Twitter. He asked, what do you think about Alex and Rojas being courted by Team Mexico uh, for uh, the WBC, according to Rodrigo Lopez? I, I think it's great. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not against Merrill Kelly being on Team USA, and I, I would not be opposed to this. I just think that, uh, honestly... It's it's more baseball. It's more meaningful baseball during that time of the year. The guys are going to be playing uh, spring training ball anyway, so I feel like it's a chance for them to get an early start on playing against high level competition. And honestly, the experience is 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 meaningful, especially for young guys like Alec and and uh, Rojas. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't really see any reason why you wouldn't want this to happen, right? Um, you know, it happens like during spring training, essentially. So I don't think there's any any issues from like a readiness for the season standpoint. I don't think there's any concerns there. So um, I looked a little bit into like how their eligibility would work playing for uh, for Team Mexico. I don't know if you know more about this, Derek, but um, Rodrigo Lopez appeared to indicate in in this interview 
uh, that came out that both of them have Mexican blood and would be eligible to play for Team Mexico. I don't know entirely how that works. <laughs> Neither of them were born in Mexico. Alec Thomas was born in Chicago. Uh, Rojas was born in Litchfield Park. There are other ways of getting around it. You don't have to be like a citizen or anything like that. Um, we claim but, them as our own. That's the way it works. Yeah, I yeah. just I don't know exactly how logistically it would work for them. Look, but if Rodrigo a, Lopez look, thinks that it's possible, it's probably possible. I guess I, I, I don't I don't have this Puerto Rican flag on my arm just for shits and giggles, <laughs> Jesse. All right, I was required to get this. I had to show. It's a show in my Puerto Rican. It's showing here. Okay, when you're when you're Hispanic, there's just something about it that no matter where you were born, you are still part of so, that culture. So if you're they if they claimed. have like a tattoo. Then you're saying they would probably I'm be allowed to play. If their mother's father uh, was once vacationed in Mexico for longer than two weeks, they could be considered they could, citizens. Okay. That's the way it's going to work. When it, comes, <laughs> when it comes to a national team, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Gabriel says you're able to go in if your grandparents are of Mexican descent. Yeah, there you so go. So I don't know exactly the um, I don't know the genealogies of either of those players well enough to say for sure, but I suspect it. I suspect it would be possible, and I think that would be a really great opportunity for both of them. So let's go. I love it. There you go. Don't make me start the USA chant again because that's what we got <laughs> going on right now out there. What else we got, Leah? Which D backs play? Oh, Don's bread. Don's bread's a troublemaker, by the way, you guys. I just want to make sure everybody's aware of that. Uh, at Don's bread on Twitter asks, which D backs player do you think has the most complicated Starbucks order? Oh my God. That's a tough one. Well, okay, so if we're talking about players or coaches, I'm going I'm going Brent Strom, even though he's an old school guy. Really? Here's why. You really? think Brent Strom would just get a coffee, but Brent Strom has researched the history of all the coffees at Starbucks. <laughs> he has a file folder telling him which ones have the most <laughs> antioxidants in it, which ones are the healthiest, which combination is going to lead you to having an elite level day. So Brent Strom's uh, order, I think, is going to be complicated. That's what I think. But... I get what I get where you're coming from. He's old school. Old school He's guys. Old don't school. Know I would not be surprised if, if he just goes Strom, on and gets a coffee. Yeah. Just like coffee. like maybe he prefers like the nicest brands and whatnot. Yeah. But I feel like he would just drink like black coffee or something. Like okay. something that would be yeah. really simple. I'm going Cattell Marte. I okay. Yes. Cattell Cattel yes. Marte, without a doubt, goes in and enters a venti mocha, but instead of just a venti mocha, you need to make sure that it's a sub blonde espresso with three pumps of mocha, non fat steam, upside down, <laughs> with low fat whip. That kind of thing. <laughs> and he'll say it all in an indistinguishable accent that makes it very hard for the person at the Starbucks counter to understand. But he'll say it very fast because he orders it every single day. That's They probably know. Imagine. They yeah. probably know. They see him point. coming. Yeah. They see the shoes. <laughs> uh, they see the haircut. They're like, that guy. It's that guy again. It's with the incredibly complicated order. Yeah. I could tell was on my list as well. Uh, Cattell is def- I can say from personal experience watching Cattell walk inside the clubhouse. He tends to have a lot of like things with him he does. and whatnot he like does. He, he brings a lot of stuff with yeah. him when he comes into that most guys just bring like a backpack or something and we don't know what that stuff is we really don't no, i don't know if no. it's, it's i don't know if it's game gear i don't know if it's for stuff for after the game i don't know what but yeah he has a lot of baggage and he just like he also is kind of at least relatively speaking like kind of a more exotic fashion sense I he think. does and i feel like he there's does. there's an undeniable connection between like like exotic fashion taste and exotic like Starbucks order taste. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely something something going on there. Um, what are you saying about me? <laughs> what do you, why are you looking at me like that? I mean, you just wear a Roosevelt shirt every day. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's okay. exotic. All it's right. just Fine. it's just they give you free stuff Fine. when you wear Shut it. Up. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the other name I have in my head is Alec Thomas, um, okay. who just I don't know how to how to explain this in a way that doesn't sound insulting, but he just feels like the kind of guy who would be like, 
little bit more high maintenance in terms of like his tastes at restaurants and at Starbucks and those kinds of things. I could see that. Yeah, it just kind of feels right. There's there's also something about you young people that have grown up with basically Starbucks (laughs) in your life your entire life. You don't know a world without Starbucks, right? Do you know a world without Starbucks? I know a world. I am 41 years old, Jesse. I know a world without Starbucks. I have no idea. When did Starbucks originally become a thing? I want to say like at least nationally where it reached here in Arizona, probably like the mid 90s. Really? I could be wrong it's about that. It's that recent? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My it, it just started popping up and then just like was everywhere. But again, I could be wrong about that. I, I also didn't drink coffee when I was a child. So maybe I just didn't notice them when I was younger. I don't remember getting frappuccinos, though, like my daughter did, like eight. You know, that's a <laughs> different that's world fair. we live in right now. But uh, all right. Well, I will say this. Uh, if you are here, that means you're a D-backs diehard because you're not watching uh, the World Cup game that Jesse told you not to go watch. He's a monster. <laughs> Don't listen to him at all. But, of course, uh, we love you for being here, and we want you guys all to subscribe to our new membership. Become a diehard, a PHNX diehard. We're all about the culture, community, and content. Giving you all three of those, including a free T-shirt every year, 20% off discounts at the PHNX Locker. It's a free T-shirt or hat, excuse me. Uh, exclusive merchandise, exclusive stuff, 20% off tailgates, Invites to members-only events, online Q&A, uh, happy hours with us, uh, diehards-only Discord lounge, which is the best place to be a PHNX uh, diehard. But, of course, we also have the newsletters from this guy over here, Craig Morgan. First Gerald one Morgan. is on Wednesday. That's right. Exciting. Normally, it'll be on Thursday, but I guess something's happening this Thursday, so we're changing it to Wednesday. What's happening on, on, on Thursday? <laughs> Not a soccer game. Another Thanksgiving, day. Uh, another, holiday, another thing that you disrespect. Real football is happening on Thursday. All of a sudden, he likes football. Uh, also, speaking of Mailbag Monday, some of these questions are going to be diverted to Jesse for him to answer in the mailbag as well. So look out for that as well as exclusive video and podcast content. We hope you guys sign up, become a diehard today. I know you're already D-backs diehard, so be a PHNX diehard. Uh, if you're watching us right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, God bless you for being here. Uh, we know there's other things going on. Thank you guys for being here. Of course, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever any of our shows go live. Also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there if you haven't done so. And leave us a review if you haven't done so. We thank you for doing that. Leah, we got some more mailbag questions. Uh, Clev at Classic underscore KL on Twitter asked, what should the D-backs do with Paven Smith? Mm. I don't know. Locker room attendant? Wow. No, I didn't mean that oh in a bad way. God. I was just trying to give him other jobs Don't so that he could stay busy. say you didn't busy. mean that in a bad way. I just way. want him to stay busy. No, oh I didn't mean God. that. Pavin Smith actually uh, showed some flashes of being very good towards the end of last season yeah. when he returned. So um, I, I don't know. I think the Diamondbacks right now aren't really worried about their surplus of guys. I think that they just realize they do have a lot of capable, especially when it comes to outfielders, a lot of capable outfielders. And Paven Smith, honestly, could be a really good, maybe not everyday outfielder, but a backup as well as a backup at first base. Right, right. Yeah, something the D-backs just haven't had enough of recently. And I think I think Diamondbacks fans might might be so unfamiliar with this that it feels like foreign and something that they don't have a right to have. But like depth is very important right. in a major league franchise, right? Like Especially once, uh, for this team that's been crippled by, by injuries at times and absolutely right. you know, shook to its core. You need a guy where, like, you know, if something happens to Christian Walker or whatever, right, and you need someone to play first base for two months, like like you just said, Paven Smith could be 
a guy who fits in well there, right. right? Especially if they trade one of their outfielders, Paven Smith gives you some depth. And again, it's not to say that Paven Smith is going to measure up to what the guy was doing that he's replacing, right? But it's it's the reality that you need you need players on your in your organization that can come up and can come in to those situations and just give you stability. It's something the Diamondbacks really haven't had enough of for a very long time. Um, and it oftentimes is the difference between teams like the Dodgers and, and other teams. It's not necessarily that the Dodgers' top-line talent is better than everyone else. It's that when one of their top-line talent uh, players gets injured, the guy coming in to replace them is not a significant step lower than the guy that they're that they're replacing, right? Um, and so I think that's a, a big thing to keep to to keep in mind when evaluating Pavin Smith's future. Like he can have a lot of value uh, fulfilling that role for the D-backs. But yeah, in terms of like like is he going to start next year? Probably not, right? Like I, I think we're at the point where he's reached sort of a dead end. Um, in terms of of being like an everyday guy for this baseball team. There's just so many guys in front of him and on the depth chart at this point. Um, he could get traded. It's possible. Uh, I don't think the D-backs are necessarily looking to, to trade him because of all the reasons I just mentioned. Um, but, you know, if another team sees something there and is willing to pay a little bit more than... Um, and what the Diamondbacks are maybe expecting to get, then then maybe that's something they they pull the trigger on. But I don't see a need to make any kind of move with Paven Smith at this point. Exactly. I agree. What else we got, Leah? Who is the best shortstop in D-backs history? Uh, AZ Girl at AZDbacks192 asks, this one is hard for me to pin down. What are your thoughts here, Jesse? So I wrote a story... Um, this was like the like last off season, so I think it was like January of 2022. You could still find it on our website. Um, I wrote a story about like the best positions in Diamondbacks history. So I um, added up all of their WAR at each position um, over the course of the entire franchise's history, and then made some notes about like the best performers in franchise history at each position. So I sort of answer this question there. Um, shortstop has not been a great position for the Diamondbacks over the course of their franchise history. Uh, but my answer is Stephen Drew. Um, Same. I think he had the best single season in 2010. Yeah. Stephen Drew hit 278, 352, 458 with 15 home runs and 10 stolen bases. It was almost a five-war season for him. Um, other than that, though, I mean, Nick Ahmed, you know, Didi Gregori. Like, there's there's just Great the D-backs counsel, haven't Tony had. Lomack. It's going to be the usual ca- yeah. candidates, but nobody really sticks out as being. Uh, great. Steven Drew, one thing to remember was he would have been the number one overall pick the year he was drafted. But because he was represented by Scott Boris and wanted a large oh, signing bonus, right. he ended up slipping down to the Diamondbacks at 15th, I believe, in the draft, somewhere around there. Yeah, 15th. So yeah. that ended up being a huge pickup. And to be honest, I mean, he was a big reason why that team returned to a playoff team, you know, while he was a part of it. So, yeah. I, I really enjoyed Stephen Drew's time here with the Diamondbacks, and I thought he was a great player. Uh, but I will say that uh, the 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 pickings are slim when it comes to shortstop. Yeah, Ahmed's had a couple good years, like 2017 and 2018 were both decent years for Nick Ahmed overall. He was like in the 15 to 20 home run range, and uh, his offense has always been a little below average, yeah. but those years it was at least pretty close. Um, another name that is interesting is Didi Gregorius. Uh, Didi Gregorius if the Diamondbacks had held on to him, 
I think very well could have been the best shortstop in franchise history. Yeah. Because in in he got down ballot MVP votes with the Yankees in 2017 he and 2018. Did. He, did. he hit 25 homers in 2017. He hit 27 homers in 2018. He was a pretty good player. And not to say you'd necessarily like go back and redo the trade. I'm I'm not necessarily saying that. That's a whole other conversation. The backs got some some good value back in that deal in the form of Robbie Ray. Um, but it is interesting, at least, to think about what might have been if he had stuck around. I agree. All right, what else we got, Leah? Uh, and that leads us to this question from Travis Moore. Moore, for me, on Twitter asks, does Jordan Lawler get the call-up this season? Who could be, potentially, the Diamondbacks' best shortstop there you go. in team history. There you go. Uh, well, that remains to be seen, but I don't know. Jesse, does, does he get the call-up? Do we think we see him early this season? Do we see him kind of get the late call-up like Corbin Carroll got before the end of the season last year? I think it'd be a late call-up if it happens. Um, you know, he just got a little taste of double-A uh, toward the end of this past season, so he'll probably start in double-A next year. Um, it seems like the D-backs, at least at this point, they're not real big on like the going straight from double-A to the big leagues thing. No. Um, so it seems like you'd probably have to go to triple-A. Why, why would they when you can stop in Reno and smash the ball for, you know, a couple I of mean, months? I mean, Amarillo is <laughs> even more hitter-friendly than no, Reno, I know. though. So, I, I yeah. I, about building that confidence, though, you know what I mean? I think it's... I. I don't know if I'm quite ready to say it's likely that Jordan Lawler gets to the big leagues in 2023, but I will not be surprised at all. I will not be surprised at all. He's basically set up to do exactly what Corbin Carroll did this year where he started in double A, was outstanding there, went to triple A, continued to be good. And the D-backs basically had no choice but to call him up toward the end of the year. I think ideally... I think that's what happens here. Injuries will be the biggest variable for Jordan Lawler at this point. He's been injured a couple of times and... It could potentially rear its head and and slow his progression this season. I still think twenty twenty four is the most likely time when we will see him. But ah, you know, so you're saying no, no Jordan Lawler. I'm in saying no. I, I'm okay. saying it because the Diamondbacks are going to have if Nick Ahmed and uh, you know Geraldo Perdomo, Perdomo, our wrist king, can stay healthy. <laughs> Uh, they're going to have the depth there at, at shortstop. So yeah, they probably won't be in a situation where they're like, "We're out of shortstops. Like, give us Jordan Lawler yeah. because we don't have anyone else." That's that's a fair point. But but I don't know. I mean, after what he did in the fall league, like I don't really have any big doubts about him being able to go into Double A next year and have a lot of success. And if that happens, I mean, Triple A doesn't seem to be that much more difficult. Um, at least it wasn't for for Corbin Carroll and some of the other D backs prospects recently. So. I think it's very possible we see Jordan Lawler in the big leagues at the end of next year, which would just, I mean, think about the excitement of that happening uh, toward the end of this year. Like all the guys that are already, yeah, like Corbin Carroll is, you know, first full season from him. Brandon Fott, we're probably going to see a lot of uh, getting Jordan Lawler at the end of the year would just be like the icing on the cake. I'm so So. excited. He's getting me so excited. (laughs) All right. What else? Why is Leah making a sad face? Wales just scored Aww. a penalty kick. Aww. I'm very upset. I blame you. It's all Jesse's fault. fault. Who cares? Look at who I mean, cares. Throw this man out of here. All right. Last question. Last question. <laughs> Let's go. What do we got? Let's bring the vibes back we up the with vibes this one. Back. And Daniel Cortez is going to bring the vibes. Thank you so much, Danielle. Danielle asks, uh, at, by the way, at Abracadanielle on Twitter, asks, which D-backs player or coach has the best Thanksgiving spread? 
Tori Lavolo. Yeah, darn it. That's exactly the name I had there in my is head no, we've, Because we've seen this, we've zoomed into this man's house so many times. We also know that he goes and visits his daughter in like France or Japan or wherever she's at. So he has, China, I think. China is where, was that was where she China. was at last time? I don't know. I know she I thought speaks they met up Mandarin. in France. Like, yeah. yeah, she does speak Mandarin. Yeah, she spoke with uh, Jack Summers, who also speaks Mandarin. Yeah, we was, showed you guys that clip. That but, was incredible. Uh, we very much agree on this one. Tori Lobolo, he it goes all out. He just seems like the kind of guy who would take that sort of thing very seriously. Yeah. He would he would dress a little nice, but not too nice. You would come in, it would yeah. be a warm, inviting atmosphere. There would be liquor, all sorts of liquor of your choice, but like a food spread that would be incredible. And I bet I don't know why I don't want to like I don't know. I feel like this is gonna be an insulting thing, but I feel like like it, it wouldn't be cooked. It would be <laughs> it wouldn't be cooked in the home. It would have been brought in from some very expensive restaurant oh, or catering interesting. service. You think he does takeout? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's fascinating. No, takeout is different. I'm I'm calling this catering is what I'm calling. Okay, catering. Let's okay. Call, let's get it the right thing, right? <laughs> like he probably has people that come in and like I don't know. He also seems to see this is again, this is like the Brent Strom thing for me. He also seems like a very reasonable down-to-earth person as well that wouldn't maybe you know, need all those bells and whistles, but I don't know. Yeah, I, you're having a good time at a Tori Lovello party. That's what I'm saying. Part part of the equation for me is that, frankly, Tori Lovello doesn't have a whole lot going on right now. Like, wow. Like, I mean, like he's he does. Wow. I mean, MLB managers stay busy year round. There's there's no doubt about that. The man gets but ninety like, days of downtime, Jesse. Maybe. Maybe yeah, like, like, best. but he's still kind of in the middle of that, right? right? Like between the end of the season and December, like I think managers in general are able to kind of take a little bit of a step back and you have time, you know, like yeah. you have time to go all out in your food preparation and not have to worry there about work and other things. He's, um, he's also Italian. So I think he would take a lot of pride in actually preparing the meal himself. Yeah, there. I don't think he's doing catering. Oh, well, here's there. what I, here's I what, so. Here's what I will say. I, I And this is what I want to reiterate is like. He's going to make sure you have a good time, right? Like he's not going to just throw something together and just have you come in and whatever. Like he's going to make sure it's nice. There's going to be like one of those Thanksgiving playlists like Michaela put on at our uh, PHNX Friendsgiving that's like (laughs) – Classy music, you know, some jazz or that, something. Like playing. Shane kept stopping on his phone. Oh, Shane while he couldn't was stand around. it. He hated it so much. <laughs> no, I um, think it was, wasn't it playing from his phone? Uh, and I, he like kept accidentally stopping it? No, I think it was playing from Max and he was trying oh, to interrupt it, playing, it and play like uh, uh, rap okay. music. Or that sounds like, like something that. Shane would do. Yeah, that's, Makes that's sense. probably more on board. But anyway, is that it? You got any, any players going to put on a good Thanksgiving? Um, I don't know. I, Tori Lavella was absolutely the first He's name by that came far. to my yeah, mind. No, here. you're right. Um, I feel like Madison uh, Bumgarner would surprise you. I bet, like Madison Bumgarner. Madison, I could see it. I could see it. He'd be very wholesome, surprisingly. I think Merrill Kelly probably would have like. I think he would probably go uh, all out uh, for for Thanksgiving as well. But he is the rolls, so of course, yeah. Okay, these the rules. Don't forget that. Uh, we got we we thank you guys, of course, for your questions, and we hope you guys, no matter what, are thinking of your guests the way Tori Lavallo would think of you uh, this Thanksgiving and putting together a good uh, good function. I have a bunch of family coming in town, and I'm probably not supposed to say this publicly, but I'm not looking forward to it uh, anyway. <laughs> but I do have the DraftKings Sportsbook app, of course, for me to. Uh, for me to make some bets and, and to keep me entertained during all of this. So new customers, of course, can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Just use our promo code of PHNX. That's promo code 
PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Don't forget to check out uh, those opt-in specials that they have up at the top. They have a lot of good deals going on, a lot of good extra values for you to bet on. Uh, I hit on that on, I think it was a Derrick Henry anytime touchdown, and I got myself a little plus 100 on that. So uh, make sure to check that out and use our promo code again at PHNX over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Also, we know, we know what time of the year it is. We know you have guests coming. You need all that extra furniture you can get. So go check out our friends at More Furniture. We're hooking you up during this time of the year. Uh, with the More Furniture fall sale at morefurniture.com, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. So make sure to go get all of the chairs that you need because guess what? You don't have enough chairs. I'm telling you that now. Mm. I hate to break it to you. Mm. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to be having a good time. I'm actually going to be out tomorrow because we're giving Sean a chance on this show. Yeah, we're giving him an audition. It's finally time for Sean <laughs> to take a swing at the plate. So he's uh, he's going to be stepping in as the DH tomorrow. We're talking major league. So uh, yeah, so don't it, don't miss out on this guy. Get yeah, uh, get I will. I will in. be giving my uh, my ratings and uh, my thoughts on Major League tomorrow. And so there'll be a little cardboard cutout of me in the background that they'll slowly take uh, little squares of clothing off of, and that's that alone is terrifying to even <laughs> think about. But uh, of course, we thank you guys for being here in the chat. We uh, have to say this. We're oblo- obligated to say this, whether Jesse wants to or not. Go USA! <laughs> uh, of course, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse's at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for joining us. On behalf of Leah, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you watch soccer.